again, I'm happy to be here again. And uh, I thank Ian and everybody that made it possible for me to be here again today. I'm glad to see that the church is more alive with music. And uh, I thank also those that are at home listening through cable for being there for us as well. I will say a few things today, just very few things. This world we live in has a pattern that it is made. This world, it has a pattern that it is made. And if you want to live in this world and please God, you must abide by that pattern. You must try your best to abide by that pattern. If you formulate your own pattern or follow a different pattern, be assured that it will not rhyme with the pattern of this world that God designed for this world. That pattern you follow will collapse on the way. It will bring you frustration. It will bring you some pain and unhappiness. So you know somebody like Adam and Eve, they were given a pattern they decided to take a different pattern. God said, any day you eat of this fruit, you will die. That's the rule in this garden. And Satan gave them another truth. That was true. But Satan gave them another truth, another pattern of the truth. The moment they followed that pattern, their world collapsed. All right. I'm avoiding the microphone, actually, because my voice was too high on the other one. <laughs> so I deliberately walked away from it. I listened to the other one, and my voice was like electric. I said, am I preaching or yelling, actually? So, and I'm glad I saw that. So if you actually walk away, try want to live in peace here, at least want to please God, try find out the pattern by which God, this world is created. The Bible said, you should know the truth, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Knowing the truth is not just as information. We celebrate Christmas everywhere in the world every year. We celebrate Easter. We have uh, ascension days and everything. It's, everybody knows about it, but why is not everybody following the rule of God's word? Because they have not activated the truth in them. So knowing the truth is different. If you activate that truth in you, then it starts working in you. It starts leading you. In the Bible text where we read, uh, let, me, let me just say this. If you go to the Bible from Genesis, God tried to let you know from beginning 
If you want to have a relationship with God and you go to the, want to read the Bible, you go to Genesis 1, God will tell you instantly how this world is made. He said, in the beginning, I, God, created heaven and earth. And I didn't do it with hammer or tools. No, with my word, the true word of God. The truth of the word of God is what created this world. He said, let there be light, and there was light. He said, let the seas, the land separate from the seas, and they walk that way. He said, let there be trees and everything to occupy the land, it was so. Let's make man in our image, it was done. That truth of the word of God is the only pattern that created this world. If you go to John 1, verse 1, he confirmed it. He said, in the beginning was the word. That word is God. And that word has been with God. Nothing that was made was made, we are made without that word. Now, we read in the Bible, Jesus, the word of God. He was doing miracles everywhere, going around, preaching, healing people. And then he decided to go to his hometown, Nazareth, where he was born where Mary and Joseph lived. And he came there on a Sabbath. He went to the synagogue. He was preaching and healing people. The people of the generation of Jesus Christ, they know the truth. They know it. They listen to what Jesus was saying. They realize he's telling us the truth. But the generation of Jesus Christ deny the truth. They deliberately deny the truth. They doubted the truth. They didn't say, ah, it's not, what, what, what nonsense is he talking about? They said, out of jealousy and selfish interest, the Pharisees who wants to make the truth for their own selfish gain, they refused to accept it. They didn't say Jesus is talking out of point. No, they said, wait. Where did he get this kind of knowledge? What are they saying? This guy, the family is so poor, he cannot go, he, could, he didn't go to school. So what is this that he's doing? What kind of power is he exercising here among us? And then, they doubted him. But doubting him did not stop Jesus. Doubting him, Jesus was surprised. He just performed, healed few people. But what did he do? He moved on. He moved on with his disciples elsewhere. He even shared them in twos and said, go around and keep doing the work of God. Jesus did that because he wants to teach us something very important. Where you came from should not determine where you will be or where you are going. Very simple. 
where you started, where you came from, should not at all determine where you should be or where you are going. If you came from a poor family, that should not make determine that you should remain poor. No. Don't buy it. If you came, your father was so poor when you were growing up, you hear this type of story from people of 80, 90. They tell you how poor they were, how they, were, how they managed soup, breakfast, that kind of thing. I like to hear that kind of story. I befriend old people so much because they tell me. I met one in Zweindrecht where I live, 82 years old woman. I said to her, how was Zweindrecht 80 years ago? She started telling me how there was only small budrai, how there was few houses, and I was, I was looking at her like a miracle. So you lived in this town for 80 years? He said, yeah. Eh? So this kind of story I'm telling you, they tell you the, how they suffer, how their parents suffer, how they walk miles to go to, not now we drive cars to come to church. 100 years ago, you don't have to, you dare not drive on a Sunday. And then, the idea that you came from such poor background should not determine where you're going and that you should remain poor. Oh, no. The idea that you came from a divorced home should not mean that you will be divorced. Don't buy it. It doesn't mean that you will be divorced. No. The idea that you came from a family that have sickness and you have become a child of God, maybe there is diabetes in your lineage, should not mean that you must die of diabetes. Where you came from should not determine where you're going as a child of God. They didn't believe Jesus in his hometown. He didn't stop his ministry. He just moved on, ignored them. The generation of Jesus Christ, they know the truth, but they rejected it, they denied it in such a way that they killed everybody that testified to that truth. They killed John the Baptist for testifying to the truth. They killed Jesus for testifying to the truth. That all the apostles who didn't die natural death, they were all killed. But he didn't stop the truth because the foundation of this world is laid with the truth. And Jesus said, heaven and earth will pass away. But you see this truth, this foundation, it is stronger than ever. Nothing will happen to it. So if you really want to please God, abide by the, that word, that truth. Then you may have some problem, but you will end up well. But if you decide, well, let's formulate our architects here knew what I'm saying. If you want to get to the correct answer, you must use the right formula. If you use the long, wrong formula, you're not getting there. Okay. Let us look at our own generation. We have talked about the generation of Jesus Christ. Let us talk about our own generation. What is our relationship with, truth, with the truth? There is something I put on the board. Where is it? Officer, give it to me, sir. 
So let us look at our, at our own generation. What is our relationship with the truth? You see, this generation reacted, let's, go, let's listen while we wait for it. This generation reacted differently than the generation of Jesus. This generation did not reject the truth. They know what it is. This generation did not deny the truth. They know what it is. But this generation did something more dramatic. This generation said, they looked at the truth, they said, you know what? We can modify this truth. You know, we can actually negotiate what our own truth should be. And let us find the truth that goes with how we feel. Let us find truth that goes with how we think. So this generation did something very radical with the truth. They modified it. Not actually radical, more dramatic. They modified, they, 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 they modified, they said, wait, 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 let's negotiate. But in negotiating, they forgot the foundation, they're walking away from the foundation. And that negotiation is bringing to us a lot of pain and frustration. You know what? According to this word of God, marriage should be between man and woman. Yeah, we know that. But wait a minute. We can modify it a little bit. It can look man and man. It can look vrow and vrow. Huh. Interesting. But what about the instruction? Go into the world and multiply and fill it. If we all have this marriage of man and man, and woman and woman, how do we fulfill the plan, the section B? Multiplying, filling the world. Oh, that's no problem. We can adopt. We can adopt children. Adopt whose children? Everybody goes to man and man, woman and woman. Okay, whose children are you adopting? The one that falls from the bone. You see where the trouble is. And then, don't forget that it will bring trouble. It doesn't rhyme with the, with the, with the, with the pattern of the, of the creation. Oh, come on. Forget about marriage. Forget it. Marriage is just certificate. Yes. It's certificate. It's nothing. What matters is love. Okay? The same people who are telling us this, they will go to school five years, six years, seven years, they graduate. And they make sure they collect the certificate. They do a very big party, diploma outright. What do you need the certificate for? It's a paper. You 
have gained the knowledge, the knowledge is tested, you pass. What is the meaning of collecting the paper? It's common paper. You said it about marriage. Why didn't it work for you about your education? Ah, he wants to have a car. He goes to driving school. He learned the theory. He learned the practical. And passed both. And then he insisted of going to the comment house to get driving license. Why do you need that? It's a piece of card. The knowledge of how to drive is in your head. If the police stops you on the road and asks you, hey, where is your driving license? He says, no, don't worry about it. Step inside the car. Let me show you that I can drive. Yeah. It's here, not on the paper. And the worst part of it, when the driving license expires, after 10 years you have been driving car. You can close your eyes and revise a car. You become a spark after 10 years. And still you are going to pay another money <laughs> to renew the license. What? Is that not in your head? They modify the truth to suit how we feel. To suit what we think. I can give you many other examples, but then it will take us a lot of time. You see, our own generation is causing trouble as much as the generation of Jesus Christ caused. We want truth that fits us. We want to say nice things. Don't ever say things that will annoy anybody. That's the, our own truth. But does it heal? It's just like the word of God. It's the healing power. The church is a spiritual hospital. The word of God has the healing power. And let me ask you, if you have a mother or a father who you take to hospital, and there is a good medicine to cure your mother or your father from his or her disease, and the doctor of that hospital said, this medicine is painful. When I administer it to your mother, she gets better. She will be healed, but she's going to feel a little pain. I look at her face. Her face is all showing pain. But this medicine is the treatment for this sickness. If I give the, your mother this, he, she will be okay. And then, because she's looking at the face of the patient, she left the medicine, and your mother or your father died. How will you react to the doctor? Is that not negligence? Is that, not, is that professionalism or negligence? It's pure negligence. And that is how the word of God is. This is a hospital. And what God does here is to help us reconcile with him. It is not judgmental. I don't have power to judge anybody. But I have the power to tell you the truth. To help you. That's counseling. This truth, yes, thank you very much. <laughs> the truth, is it dead or is it alive? 
to you. Are you living by the original pattern? Or are you living by denying the truth? Or are you living by modifying the truth? To you, is this truth dead or alive? Um, I will tell you a story. Let's, let me make this quick. I promise you I will talk very few. I don't know if I spent five minutes here. There was a village, a man in a village. God gave this man a gift, the gift of knowledge. He goes around, he will advise people on how to live their life, give them advice on the problem they have. And every advice he gives to people, they do what he said, the problem is solved. So he became very popular, he became very known. They call him everywhere he go, man of wisdom. Every village he comes, the people will be shouting, man of wisdom is here. And they will be rushing to him. Some will be giving him a gift for the answered advice that worked. Some will be presenting new problems to him. And uh, he goes around everywhere. He's known. There was, there is one school boy in that, in one of the villages. This school boy became jealous of the man of wisdom. He said in himself, I'm going to prove to everybody that this man of wisdom does not know everything. Everybody is talking to look at him, looking at him as somebody who knows everything. Somebody who can give every advice. They call him man of wisdom. I am going to prove to all of you that this man you call man of wisdom does not know everything. So this boy went into the, the bush. He caught butterfly. He caught this butterfly and he bring it gently home and put it in a bottle. He said to himself, I will keep this butterfly alive until man of wisdom comes again. He was feeding the butterfly, make an opening in the bottle where air is flowing in. Every time he check on the bottle, I see the, the butterfly is alive and well. He shakes his head, he's waiting. One day, one afternoon, he came back from school, ate his lunch and he was sleeping, and there was noise in the village. Man of wisdom is here. Aha. He woke up from the sleep, rushed to his bottle, look at the butterfly, he's still alive and well. He took his butterfly. He said to himself, I will take this butterfly in my hand very gently to the man of wisdom. And I will ask him, is it dead or alive? If this man says the butterfly is dead, I will gently release the butterfly and it will fly away. Everybody will see that he lied. He doesn't know everything. If this man says the butterfly is alive, I will press my finger on the butterfly and I will kill it. Then I will open my hand and everybody will see the butterfly is dead. Man of wisdom, he lied. Whichever one he said, I must prove today that this man of wisdom 
does not know everything. So when he had the noise, calling, shout, the man of wisdom is here, he took his butterfly, rushing to the man, man of wisdom, is it dead or alive? And he came to the man of wisdom, stretching his hand, asking him, sir, tell me, is it dead or is it alive? The man looked straight into this boy's eyes and he said to him, it depends on you. <laughs> if you want it to be dead, it will be dead. If you want it to be alive, it will be alive. This boy was so disappointed in this answer, he just opened his hand and let the poor butterfly go. He walked away so tired and disappointed. This truth, this pattern that created this world, is it, is it dead or alive? It all depends on you. If you want it to be dead, it will be completely dead for you. If you want it to be alive, it will be alive for you. Remember, where you started must not determine where you are going and where you must be. No, it must not. But is the truth alive or dead? It all depends on you. God told you from the beginning, this is how this world is made. By my word, that's the foundation, my word. If you decide to deny it, fine. If you decide to modify it, fine. If you want to punish those who speak about it, fine. You know, in Russia, you dare not wear cassock and walk on the street. They will throw stone on you in some part of Russia. These are the people that makes us afraid. These are the people that stop us from going to cafe to drink vodka. They are making, they will throw stone on you. They know all the truth. They are denying it. Man of wisdom. Is it dead or alive? It depends on you. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Your word is the truth, the foundation of everything. Thank you for bringing us together to worship and glorify you. And to hear this word, it renews our strength. It renews our love for you. We can make mistakes, but you already warned us, come back before these mistakes becomes disaster. And in this, we have joy in you. Nobody is perfect. Jesus, we come to, is perfect. And the bread of living for us all. Sanctify your church with this truth. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen.